Hello, hello, and welcome. You're listening to the Version 4 Podcast. I'm Verse the Loom. This is episode 5, I believe. Okay, I gotta start off the show, of course, um, apologizing for the lack of episode last week. Um, it is, it's multifaceted reason why, but I did record an episode of a podcast last week. So if you have not listened, um, I did an episode on Tech Wars uh, 2.0 with Warren and John uh, last week. So feel free if you if you feel like you did not get your um, your version for fix, hit up Tech Wars 2.0. I did a full episode with them. It was over an hour long. And the combination of like the timing of that and other life stuff made it so that it was really difficult for me to record another episode. That's all it really was. Um so yeah so anyway welcome um i don't know why my mic today is super low to the ground i don't know maybe this helps a little bit but uh yeah so a lot has happened in this past week i guess um i guess i don't know if it's a lot not a lot i guess like um current events wise i'm not really trying to do current events necessarily but some of them you have to acknowledge and uh, this week, obviously, Ruth Bader Ginsburg allegedly died this week. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. And I'm not necessarily trying to be a conspiracy theorist, but let's 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 talk about this for a second. First and foremost, when her, I have a very 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 strong recollection of commenting about her death months ago, months like like six months ago at least. And I looked on Twitter. And I couldn't find the tweets. I feel like they were deleted, but let's, but that's besides the point. Okay. And even then I felt like she was already dead. I know she was often sick, but like, I, it doesn't feel like, I feel like we already had this moment at the beginning of quarantine. And secondly, it seems a little bit suspect to me that she died on Rosh Hashanah exact, almost exactly six weeks before the election. I feel like that's a little bit suspect. And it's not like anyone could have really verified her existence or her, like, her virility, not virility, vitality. Like, we've all more or less been locked down, except for now we're at the point where it's a little less, uh, a little um, harder to hide, right? Because I I believe, like, you know, the government stuff isn't on session and stuff anymore. Like, you have to actually do shit now. So, I don't know. I think it was a ploy. I don't think she was, I think she was already dead. And they just figured that if we're going to, they wanted to like, you know, put some pe- pep in people's step for the election to get them, to get the their liberal base interested in voting. So they had to release this on Rosh Hashanah. So that blah, blah, blah. So they like liven up people's whatever. And there's a, there's quite a few reactions to this old RBG shit. It's like, some people are like, this doesn't matter. You don't have to. And it's like, okay. In some respects, it doesn't matter. as Because all of politics are kind of performative. It's like a political theater type of thing. It gives you kind of the illusion that you are able to participate in reality. None of it really matters. Yada, yada, yada. But it's clear by how mask off everyone's, um, the whole political process has been recently. That to some degree something different has occurred, so it kind of it lends credence to the idea that 
um, the Trump was kind of the pol- the accelerationist can a candidate. He clearly was an outsider. He clearly wasn't meant to win. He didn't think he was supposed to win. And everything they've done since then has been more or less a means to get him out of the office to continue the the previous regime, right? Which is interesting because you know you see this happen in like countries like Russia or. I guess China, I don't know so much with China's elections, how they work, but you know, generally other countries that you, one wouldn't consider to be democratic where they have like the main, uh, driving ideological party. And then there's the, uh, opposition, which magically loses every single time. Um, similar thing is occurring here, but it's a little more com- convoluted how the, uh, machinations move to make sure that the correct party always wins. Obviously, the internet was not the, uh, the 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 mimetic power of the internet wasn't understood to a full degree like they understood with the Obama campaign, but they didn't understand really how it could be used against them, obviously, and which led to Trump's victory. And there's a reason why now all of your platforms like Zuckerberg and all, all the Zuckerbergs and the Evan blah blah blahs and the Microsofts and all these people are work doing and the Google and they're all doing everything they possibly can to to redirect information plat, uh, pathways such that you you end up it with the their desired outcome um and yeah I mean this is what uh what's his face what Bard would consider curators right now, is it curators? So there's so effectively there's three there's always three branches of power. There's the symbolic, the uh, the symbolic, the imaginary, and the real. Yeah, a symbolic, imaginary, and real power in any power structure, right? Real power is typically like the monarch or something. Then there's like a symbolic power, um, which would be like. Actually, let's just do. Let's just use the modern. Actually, this is better. Let's just use like our the capitalist paradigm, right? So the real power would be in the hands of like the capitalists, right? Then there's the symbolic power, which would be in the hands of the state, and then there'd be the imaginary power, um, which is in the hands of like the uh, what what do they call them? Like the Academics, right? So that would be like the three branches of power. On the internet, the real power is in the hands of the the curators, right? The curators have the real power. So that's your people, your, um, your Googles, your, probably Google is the best. Yeah, Google, um, your face, your Zuckerbergs, like the people who have controls of the network. And there's different levels of curation, right? There's people who are curators of, like, discords, right? People who curate communities, and they have legitimate power over um, the channels of information. It's your Twitter. It's it's the people who can say, Donald Trump, you can't talk, contest the election and or we'll take you off the internet. Or the people who can shut off your ability to use Patreon. The people who can literally change Google search results to come up with the information they want you to see. These are your curators at the highest level. And of course there's different 
strata of curation of curation. Um, then there's your, uh, your, your, um, symbolic power. In this case, the symbolic power is like your, what they would, what a bard would call nexalists. Uh, and these are kind of like your Amazons, your, it's, it's using the internet for commerce typically internet, internet based commerce. Um, generally your e-commerce people, your Amazons, your Amazon's the best example, true, like truthfully that's just the best move the best like there's no better this um embodiment than amazon and then there's your final f- form of power on the internet called the eternalists eternalists of people like myself joe rogan's probably the biggest yeah i'd say joe rogan's probably or no yeah joe rogan's probably like the biggest eternalist and then he puts out content um these content creators will ultimately have the most long-lasting long-reaching um, amount of power right but it's slow it's just like in academia it's a slow slow ter- uh, snowballing compounding effect if your content lasts this the stretch of time you literally change the psycho the egregore like the uh, neospheric like uh, you know nature of reality right you have the most influence in, in the long term but it takes time for this type of power to snowball right Whereas, like, curators have the most power now, and they'll probably have the most power for the longest amount of time. And and also, right now, Nexalus, because we're in a transition from a capitalist paradigm, have a lot of power. But it ultimately always ends up with the real and the, and the imaginary have the most power. Just like if you're looking at, like, a feudal kingdom or whatever, you get tyranny when the real and... and or is it... I feel like I'm not using the right word with imaginary, but you understand. Hopefully, you understand what I'm talking about. Um, when your king, who has the real power, also has the imaginary power of like a deific, as of like a, a priest, of a high priest, then you get tyranny, right? It's when the um, the emp the the ruler of Rome also is the pontifex and he becomes like the godhead or whatever or the, the god emperor when you get that god emperor status is when you start to have tyranny like in the case of north korea kim jong-un is not only the leader or i guess i don't know who the fuck is running north korea now i guess it's kim jong-un oh he's dead i don't fucking know whoever the leader of korea is now you have your dictatorship but he's also like a deity simultaneously that fusion allows for pure tyranny and all of society every successful society that lasts left does the last any kind of period of long has any kind of longevity always make sure to separate the real and symbolic i guess it would be symbolic then separate the real and symbolic power or real and imaginary power to, for me to be um lexiconographically consistent they want to make sure that you're, if you're in the tribe, the actual tribe leader, the male tribe leader, is not the same as the shamanic leader. It's important that you separate those two, right? It's we we do this in our society now. Your your uh, billionaire or your fucking 
your president isn't also your lead academic. That's that's bad. You don't want someone who can control the, the narrative of, of the broader, the general narrative of society should not be controlled by the person who can literally wield power and kill people. That is bad. Um, well, anyway, what's the point of this? What the fuck was the point of this? Uh, the point of this is that they didn't expect Trump, and also, furthermore, they they wanted to use uh, they being, you know, they wanted to use the fucking uh, death of RBG as a means to rile up the constituency to make sure they come out to vote for the election. You need high, you need high voter turnout in order to unseat a typically a right wing um, leader. When turnout's low, people on the right always come out. That is part of what, that's kind of what makes them win typically. When voter turnout's high, then generally speaking, there's a left-wing victory. Um, which is why I think this is all fabricated. I think she's been dead, honestly. Um, but, you know, as many things you can do to make, you know, to, to tilt uh, behavior in your favor is what I think is going on here. Um, but that's just me. I'm, I, I try not to keep it fucking topical, like current event topical, but I, I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention this. I feel like every seeing all the chicks on the timeline crying about this and seeing all the fucking lefties lose their fucking mind, it, I would be a fucking asshole if I didn't at least mention this to some degree. Um, this will not be the topic of the rest of the, of the uh, pieces. I actually want to transition to talk about Bronze Age mindset, my, Bronze Age mindset, and uh, and uh, I don't know. It's it's complicated, but anyway, we're gonna transition. Um, we're gonna head off to a break. is like you know your standard tree that you'd see in the city um but it's fall so the tree is in like full bloom still and there's like birds flying around on the tree and you know i like to think of reality as like a self-similar fractal um i don't think that's like that's not a new take but i think there's there's a reason why fractals exist and you see once you recognize that self-similarity is prevalent it's hard to unsee it. Like, for example, like a tree is shaped, it has the same brachial 
not brachial, yeah, like branched like uh, shape um, into like leaves as like your lungs have and it has a similar property. But interestingly enough, I see like these birds in the tree and they're flying around from branch to branch. And I like to think of, and I was making me think of this podcast and like the version four network that I'm trying to build and intellectual paradigm I'm trying to build. And I, and I, I like to think of like the podcast and like the writing and stuff I'm trying to do as being like this tree in a lot, in a large sense. And it, I want it to be like a, like a home for the birds as they like pollinate and interact with one another birds being like people like the viewers and listeners and i don't know a little self little self-reflection happening with the cigarette smoke but regardless um the so i have a bunch of notes so i was originally going to do this like this video on bronze age mindset um and i never f came around to doing it because videos are still a little bit like proper like video essays are a little bit comp are still a little bit out of my skill range to make them like interesting but i did the write-up for it and i and i've been trying to like figure out because i'm not like obviously i'm a minority right so and but i think that in 2016 a true realignment occurred i don't think the right and left I do and don't, I have to, I'm trying to be like, I'm trying not to be like vague. I don't think that the same right wing is in existence now as was prior to 2016. Um, I think that a true political realignment did occur. And, you know, people have been theorizing a political realignment. Like I remember being in college in like 2009 or 10 in like a poli sci class. And my professor was talking about a political realignment occurring within the next decade like he, it's 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 been understood that this is on the horizon but i think the actual shift occurred in 2016 i think it's truly we are in a true truly new p political paradigm now um and but i do think historically it has always been the case that right-wing intellectual the right-wing ideological vein is a more masculine vein it's more based in objectivity it's based in actual yeah it's just based in more reality and facts and based in how things actually are whereas left-wing intellectual history is based in how things how it's perceived things ought to be and if you view things that way it starts to make a lot of sense why certain people certain behaviors and outcomes occur and why the left wing can be so fucking off base sometimes and end up in like communism or end up in whatever fucking weird paradigm they're shooting for. Like right now they're kind of aiming at this weird woke capital thing. But I think I sometimes get pegged. Not often. Anyone who truly listens kind of can tell that I'm not like a hundred percent. Like I'm not a GOP. It would be weird for me to be GOP, but I would say that this new a realignment of right wing, I definitely, definitely identify as, and not in just a pure political sense, because I think again, American politics are basically going to go out, disappear, but definitely in the Baptist sense, definitely in like the, yeah, it's basically in like the Baptist sense, kind of vaguely in the Trump sense, but I'm not like, I don't believe in identitarian politics. Um, I think there is. 
truth to identitarian politics, especially as as a reaction to left-wing identitarianism, I think, but I think identitarianism, as I've said before, is a dead end. I, I think that's, um, I guess, a hangover from pre like the individualist paradigm. I don't think that that matters at all. But this would also, but this does explain my kind of in-between position. It explains why I do bring on people like Sonny or whomever and like interact with a lot of like the racists online. And I think it's important because I think what is lost by ignoring these top level objective differences between people, you lose a lot of your Lever, your ability, your what's the not function, your utility, like your ability to make any true progress. You need to have an understanding of the differences between people, even if there are, yeah, if you don't understand like differences people bring, you are not able to utilize them to their fullest, right? And I don't think that being idealistic and ignoring things because it doesn't fit in your, your, naive view of life your naive idealistic view of life is going to help anyone so all this is to say um bap is very very interesting and i think that and I, i've said it before but i think anyone who listens to this podcast if you have not read ron Day's mindset you must it is a mandatory reading i've mentioned it on so many podcasts i've mentioned on number one i've mentioned on, actually probably on every single one truthfully but I'm going to try to get into what makes it so powerful. And I think in this first section of the book, uh, he does the first section of the book. And I think the last section of the book are probably the most misunderstood sections. Um, the first section of the book is probably the one that people have read the most. And I think, you know, you get a lot of like your, the terminology like bug man and yeast life and stuff like that from the first section. But I think the subtlety and the intellectual brilliance of that book, of that first section, is really, really not understood, right? Like, let's, like, from the beginning, Bab takes this whole political, uh, his whole political, like, idea, and he bases it around, like, a misunderstanding of biology, right? And he, t he understands Darwin as being both in important and true but it is a manifestation of like the industrial um yeast life nature of england at the time so thinking of life as purely expansion of life and as purely as this mechanistic whatever you know whatever like a this mechanistic process misses out on just really truly misses out on a lot of like what is I don't know. It just misses out. It just, it, it leaves a lot to be desired intellectually. Like it, there's, uh, sorry, I'm a little out of breath cause I just finished smoking a cigarette. But, um, I think that like it paints life as, as he says, it paints life as like this lower order process of just pure expansion. And it is so fucking important, especially in the internet age, to understand the difference between just life as expansion, life as indiscriminate expansion of yeast life, in like as is demonstrated by like the globalist Chinese idea ideas of how life ought to be. 
be that differentiating that between life is like taking up space and the exploration of space and towards higher ideals. And the thing is, in this paradigm, in the internet paradigm, as we connect all different societies, there's going to be you our society our the human project I, i'm gonna call it is not gonna advance unless we learn to interact with other societies on the planet that's just kind of what the internet provides it allows for con um for con for uh, connectivity and with the aids of technology we will be able to ideally advance society further right and but you uh, you have to understand and you have to truly embrace the differences between society if you're going to be able to advance society, okay? And you cannot, like, the current globalist narrative of the American left, which permeates into all other societies because of their, their, per, their, uh, I guess, I don't want to say control, but their, uh, their their representation in the media i'll say their representation in the media it, it it tries to negate differences in order to expand global society as one entity and that's not the case there are true real differences between people that need to be understood it is at a base level and it needs to be understood in order for you to make progress. This is partially why I'm very interested in blockchain because I believe this process is impossible without the understanding of, for example, like the way different societies like view truth. Like like if you ever try to do any project with Chinese uh, manufacturers, they don't view truth the same way that we do, right? Like if you do anything with like with crypto right there's so many moments with crypto like um where you'll know like okay if that you like i don't know and anyone who's ever done any kind of global market behavior any global business behavior and understand that different cultures have different understandings of how we ought to operate some cultures will exploit you more and like will view your ability to be exploited as your as weakness and your fault they'll lie to you whatever like we you have to truly understand the difference between biology and cultures of different nations and like where this comes from but things like blockchain for example allow for you to make interactions with other societies that are trustless they're, they're not based in trust right the protocol itself is what allows for you to move forward right so for example like you'll do crypto shit you'll look into a crypto project and you'll go okay this is a chinese project so i know they're not going to rug pull their own people but they're going to do this to like you have to like understand these things to, to be successful online um but anyway the whole point here is like the this fundamental difference in viewpoint with respect to life is the first and primary distinction that needs to be made i also think that uh i believe in this section is where he starts to show the difference between like um bi biological understanding is like from on like an atomic level versus like hormones and a more abstraction based level but maybe that's the second section but like i don't know there's there's so many wait one second okay so i'm back i brought up my um my notes where i look up or i have like some quotes from from the first section that i think are brilliant so let's let's the first one the first quote that i'm going to use is like where is it 
Um, where the fuck is it? Okay, there we go. The gods that surely exist but remain hidden have the most beautiful body. Oh no, not that one. Fuck that one. Where the where the fuck? Jesus Christ! This is this is the beauty of podcasting. You're gonna hear me fucking r- ramble through looking for this fucking quote that I just had on my screen a second ago. Um, fuck. All right, whatever. Let's just go with the first one I find. I cannot believe I lost it when I just had it on screen. Okay, let's just use this one. This is the first one. Solution to infant mortality uh, problem meant that lower classes put all excess income into supporting more mouths to feed, not improving the quality of life for the children they had, just an exponential increase in human biomass. And this is the world of Maltus and of Darwin. Life under filth, life under distress. And this is the basis of Darwinism and of all thought that comes from it. It is the philosophy of life of the tenement, of the slum, of the open-air work camp. Like, what, like, what, if that doesn't speak to the modern condition, I don't know what does. Like, if especially when you consider, um, their, the moral apprehension with, like, like the, 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 uh, the appearance of a moral apprehension to the work camp, right? Like, let's think about the most, like, salient, uh, narratives in secular modernity it's like slavery it's it's black slavery in the u.s and it's the holocaust it is you have to make that your moral enemy in order like the with any ethical posturing or moral posturing you always um verbally posture what you're trying to hide right so if when life is being the foundation and basis of life is really that of the tenement of the work camp it is critical that you deify in deify in like a, a negative way the, the the work camp and of the tenement in the political narrative that way no one can ever accuse you of it of like uh moving in that direction if you want to hide your just like you know the, there's so many t- common narratives on the, the television of like oh the, the priest was actually a pedophile right you if you want to hide one thing it's important that you posture that same thing um another important one would be like another important quote from this would be uh for this reason nietzsche say that uh noble peoples do not endure slavery they're either free or they die out there's no adaptation to slavery for some types of life what is that people who has chosen survival at any price. The price they pay was monstrous, and such a people becomes monstrous and distorted if it accepts this. The distinction between master races and the rest is simple and true. Hegel said it, copying Heraclitus. Those people who choose death rather than slavery or submission in a confrontation, that is the people of masters, right? And what better, like, what else should we talk about here? Like, the distinction between master aristocratic people on the internet and those of the slave right you cannot be put you do do not eat the bugs do not live in the pod you must be free um i'm getting close to the edge of time but i want of time for this section but i also want to make it clear um one other major quote from this section um the oh another one all right, this is just what AI is. It is a fantasy of power of the conspiracy of biological interests that unites the nerds, the intellects of reason, the party that believes in empty words, the middling, and the uh, parentheses of the human spirit into hoping for their golem. 
AI is the golem of those who hate life. It is their true messiah and their vengeance. You want to, if you hate life, this is a very Ted Kaczynski-esque like quote here, right? If it's the, the hatred of life as is, the hatred of the human spirit that creates the bug man, that creates the bug man trying to, you know, turn life into mere life and also bring about their AI god who will run life um for us who who will you know be that are um who we'll have to submit to by nature of its existence now i like ai but at the the people at the helm the people at the reins of the creation of ai are evil in in some sense but um i'll anyway the break's coming up i'm hitting the my time uh i'll be right back lasted a little longer than I anticipated because I got a little tussle on Twitter with some commie chick who got mad at my tweet about women. Um, you know, day in the life, that's common, it's common occurrence with me. But anyway, so, uh, first section was about RBG with Peter Ginsburg and like the, the, the emergence of, and like, I guess like the cultural response to her death and also like, and I kind of segued that into like my into like the cultural emergence, I guess, of like, oh, I guess like a realignment and then what I perceive to be the new right uh, as like a masculine pol- politics as a masculine expression. Um, second section was about the first part of BAP, of Bronze Age Mindset. Um, and I think, uh, and like, you know, as a virile, virile 20-something, you know, I often find myself in the dating world. So if you notice, if you follow me on Twitter, there's quite a lot of bit of content of mine is, is like making fun of chicks and making fun of dating in the modern sense and using that to extrapolate about shit. But um, it's funny because, and one of my major gripes, I suppose, is regarding the pill. And most birth control methods in general tend to be ridiculous but the pill in particular is is absolutely horrible horrendous and it's and it's incredibly dysgenic and it has like destroyed society on like a level that we'll, we'll really not understand for like a generation or two um 
and I don't know if I've spoken about that on this podcast yet, but like the repercussions of the pill um, are absolutely massive. They change. I mean, for like a too long, didn't read. Um, it changes the hormonal profile of the woman. All right. The way, anyway, the way that the pill works is it takes it changes like the hormonal profile of the woman such that your body thinks that they're pregnant the whole time, right? But as a consequence, it also does things like changes like the type of men that women are attracted to. It changes like the smells that women are attracted to. Like it, it, it does a whole large pheromonal hormonal type of change, right? And uh, this consequently, and this has been shown in that like when women like often like They'll go off the pill. They'll meet a partner. They'll get married. They'll go, and then they'll go off the pill to like get, have children or like after their pregnancy, and they re- and they'll realize that they don't like their husband anymore, and they find him revolting. A lot of this is due to their hormones returning to their natural state and realizing they hate their partner. Another consequence of this is like you'll see like these chicks like in, in like society like in like you know your average like 20 something who's been on the pill for a decade and now the, the men that she's like having sex with she doesn't find to be particularly she like can't understand why she hates them all and they're all like kind of like effeminate I guess to some degree but then like you know the more masculine men that she finds and meets that she actually like generally is attracted to it on like a interpersonal level she won't date them she'll keep them around kind of as friends or whatever that you want like one would normally do with like the beta orbiter type so that's another consequence um you know and there's like tons of videos and like reading on this and like a lot of studies on it's like it's very very large repercussions and um but the reason i talk about this is because i believe in the second or third section of bronze age mindset um bap continues to break down um like the parable of like the uh, the iron prison and how like society is being uh, suppressed and the return to mere civilization and matriarchy and, the, and the, the tyranny of like the matriarchy and the gynocracy and the longhouse right and I think and in large part the pill and other whatever things have play a large role in the way in which this is starting to permeate into our current society now here's the the interesting thing. Um, is also I would say that one of the I guess like defining features I think of like the internet age is the is that when you dis when you stop believing in like the individual as like a metaphysical concept and start to realize there's a lot more nuance there right as I've talked about on multiple occasions this also leads to like a chemical liberation right so I find myself often in like a mental uh, tug of war when it comes to like situations like the pill and uh, I guess like SSRIs or like other things like that nature because you find that like on the one hand I want to be like cosmopolitan and you know netocratic and understanding that like the the chemical liberation is is definitely a defining feature of modern society like the 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 self isn't broken it's not a real entity right so you might as well just pump it full of whatever chemical concoction you can come up with because your body's kind of running on hormones and bio and 
biochemicals anyway. Like you fuck it, you might as well do designer version, um, right? Like if you find yourself, you know, find yourself depressed, take your take your Wellbutrin, take your Adderall, balance it out with your Benza. Like fuck it, do your thing. And we see this a lot with Zoomers nowadays. Every Zoomer has some drug concoction. Um, unlike the millennial an older generation who has kind of has like their drug concoction but they kind of make it their personality i feel like zoomers don't really do that as much but also i don't run into i only run into like cool zoomers so i'm not really sure um so yeah so there's that so i found myself when you consider like the pill for me to on one hand i want to be like yeah you know this is horrible but also on the other hand i want to be like you know more power to you you ought to embrace the chemical liberation to some degree so it is it's a challenging now personally i think there are other options for contraception oh fuck i only yawn when i do this i swear to god i think there's other uh outcomes there's other um options for contraception that are far better than the pill that don't completely distort the way in which you engage in interpersonal relationships that don't have such lasting such long-lasting effects they don't make it so that women like pick the wrong partners or have or like you know find themselves in like constant state of depression and like on the verge of suicide because they just want some random dude to come in them it's not even like and it's also mostly dysgenic anyway because it's not like because as we know um any study can show this if you're a person who's kind of ignorant that the more sexual partners a woman has the more like the the less likely any long-term relationship or like marriage or whatever is to, is going to last there's a direct correlation there um so it's like you what are you really doing here you're like liberating what exactly you're liberating yourself to have like this like fleeting ephemeral sense of quote-unquote pleasure but it's not even like women like casual sex most women find it depressing and hollowing and then even still the the casual sex leads to you know decreased pair bonding higher rates of divorce etc and on top of that you're depressed from the pill itself you you your partners you pick suck like there's literally no purpose to this one right and you know fucking like i'm not personally against like the use of like antidepressant antidepressants and other chemicals right I, i'm very pro that but this one just seems like a generally evil concoction i don't understand why anyone would take it when there's so many better options but that's just me but anyway, this leads me to BAP, and here's a quote from from Bronze Age Mindset from like the second chapter. And so here is elsewhere, there is a kind of matriarchy, but it works covertly, so that both the left and the right are fooled on this point. In the end, when the left is more correct, um, or in the end, the left is more correct, the worship of the titanic powers of the earth, of the great mother, is connected to a kind of matriarchy. But where they're wrong, is in imagining that this leads to any kind of freedom, that it re represents a kind of liberation from the strictures of modern civilization, the pain of specialization, the submission to moral authority, the modern alienation, and every other thing that they like to blame. In fact, everything that you hate about modern life and that makes it into an iron prison, and I agree that it is a prison, represents a return to the endless sallow night of matriarchy. And what what better transition, right? This is exactly what I'm saying. Like the the pill allegedly is the freedom from the uh, 
from the biological, from what is the alleged biological burden of childbirth and of having to, you know, and of like sexual repression, it's it's touted as being like this um, liberating um, moment in civilizational history, in civil, in you know, the sexual liberation of the '60s and the advent of the pill. This is seen as like you know groundbreaking feminist moment, All right? Because now women can you know, be, do everything that men can do, blah, 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 blah. But all you really did was now create this, like, chemical castration, like, I guess, like, psychochemical castration, whatever, and, you know, created this, like, anti-natalist ideology only to force women into subjugation on a civilizational, like, of, like, civilizational subjugation. You're all the alienation of modernity, all the, the you know, all the, Things that, you know, they rail, rail against, revel against, or rally against. I don't know what fucking uh, synonym or verb, whatever, homophone, whatever fucking word. All the things that they're rallying against on, like, a large scale are brought about by this, like, matriarchal return, right? It's, it's um like, in the tribe, if you think about, the, again, if you like to bring it back to the original tribe, the person who was in charge of the reproduction rituals was like the great mother it was like the the ur mother right it was the oldest woman the matriarch she was the one who was able to control the sexual rituals she was the one who decided when women were allowed to get pregnant and whatever and women often hate the matriarch more than they do any quote-unquote patriarchal um oppression right so like if you look about like if you look at like strip clubs or like uh, brothels or whatever the the people if you talk to like the sex workers the person they hate more is never like the the male owner of the brothel it's the den mother that's that's like the matriarch who like enforces the sexual rules and regulations this has always been the case M- women have like i mean i mean how many times do you see it in the day to day life we can all at this point i hope you're all like observant like i mean i remember being like what eight or nine and girls were like, oh, beauty standards. So I'm like, there's no beauty standards. It's always been women creating these beauty standards for themselves. It, they, The matriarch is the issue. It's the return to the sallow night, as Bab said. But um, um, but that's more or less, you guys get the point. That's more or less the end of this section. Um, I'm going to take another break, and I'll be back for the last one.
so I'm not going to leave you guys with like this black pill, right? There's the imposition of the iron prison, the imposition of the matriarchal order upon society. The and I think that the in to like tie it into like some of my other previous notions, I think that the uh, internet in its like um, super horizontal horizontal flattening of society has actually created what like some would call like the Kali Yuga. It created like this horizontal, you know, feminine like feminine order to society. Right, it's restructuring society in a horizontal manner. All the previous technological paradigms that I've mentioned um, are more vertical, or sort of. I mean, I think the we were in more of a horizontal paradigm initially um, with like the spoken word, but the last two technological paradigms of like the written word and the broadcast and like of broadcast technology, those two societal paradigms were hierarchical in nature they were more uh, masculine in nature um, but I think this shift has switched us to a more uh, natively feminine uh, situation and um, you know th with this comes things comes with it the imposition of the feminine I mean obviously we see that in literally every space and that's what I've been talking about this entire episode but just like I said before about regarding self-similarity, um, I think that, like, the order chaos, the masculine, feminine, yin-yang um, duality, I guess, or, like, interplay has been happening since, you know, day one. And just like in the yin and yang, there's a little bit of yin in, inside the yang side and vice versa, a little bit of yang inside the yin side. I think the I think both I and BAP here would agree that the only response that you can have to the iron prison is to cultivate strong masculine energy, right? Um, I think in this, I think Bard is also in agreement here in his newest book, Digital Libido. Um, and a lot of Digital Libido is also about this, like, libidinal versus mortidinal drive so libidinal being the more masculine phallic drive and the mortidinal being the feminine nihil uh the death drive so i guess the thanatos the nada whatever whatever freud would have called it um and the only way to thrive in this you know overtly feminine paradigm is to cultivate your masculine energy this is really, I think, why Bronze Age Mindset is a very critical work, regardless of your political leanings. Though I think if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably on what's considered now the right wing, even though, again, that, that term has a lot of baggage with it that I don't necessarily think applies to me, but it does in this new, in this current iteration. But um, I think that the only response is to cultivate your power, to cultivate your masculine libidinal energy, right? So how do you do that? You form tight-knit bonds. You form tight-knit groups between other strong men. You, you know, develop these strong networks. You use the power of memes. Um, 
you you create this like you create the imposition oh whoops you create this level of um you create basically you create like you need to exercise the creative input impulse this is what pretty much every one of these podcasts come back to it's the creation and the imposition of your will onto society onto the neurosphere onto the meme imposition of meme plexes and imposition of what you have to say into the into the internet and it's only via this imposition that you'll be able to escape the iron prison because again this is all a matter of space and own space right so societies they're trying to revert physical society to that of mere life and as we've mentioned before or as the book mentions and obviously i couldn't cover every single aspect of the book as much as i would love to the book talks about how we there is a lack of unowned space right and the lack of unowned space is what allows for this reversion to occur right and it's this the search of unowned space that is the western ethos that is also the male masculine drive now given the lack of physical space um available there's very little unowned space right there's and there's very there's very few frontiers in the material world um so short of like the uh, exploration of the bottom of the deep sea exploration of antarctica or space those are the only materially unowned spaces left the only material frontiers left the only other frontier remaining is the intellectual frontier the online frontier and since there is no true duality there's no true um yeah duality is probably a good word there's no duality between um of online and offline it's all kind of intermingled you by create by exploring and and colonizing the the online frontier you can re re um reconfigure material space so i guess by adding your ideas to the neurosphere by adding your meme plexes by adding all these things to the online space people can you know i guess download your intellectual firmware updates and reconf and they will as much as you as well will see reality through a different lens allowing you to kind of like recolonize material reality now i don't think bab explicitly says that he uh, he kind of leans more towards a more pragmatic political sensibility of using memes and using visual depictions of strong powerful men and good-looking people and using the aspiration towards beauty as a means to convey political message the political message being this this like love virality that I'm vitality that I'm talking about um but or I guess virility using virality as to as a means to disseminate virility whatever basically he's he's saying use beauty and the ideal and the pursuit of beauty as a means to like disseminate this idea um as the return to to vital energy right and i think that's true i think that works like i mean i think in a large sense though that kind of just creates like another meme plex and i think it works like i, I don't I, I i feel like i mean i probably wouldn't have found this 
sphere Twitter without it, so I'm all for it. And I think that like physiognomy, physiognomy um, has demonstrated itself to be a lot more viable of a uh, heuristic than I would have previously thought. But I think it's more than that. I think it's it's more so just your using the creative impulse and using your pursuit towards something great, the the cultivation of great men and the networking of great men and will bring about true like change right it's it'll it'll open up spaces that were previously closed um and that's again what the whole point of this is that the whole point of being like a democrat of being the aristocratic elite of the internet age you only get that way by taking you know taking the helm to taking by taking the reins you don't get it's not given to you it's by the constant renewed struggle the constant the 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 war of art the fucking grind of making new content of making of generating new ideas that fucking um introspection that's necessary to find to have a unique perspective that's the kind of shit that you need to do if you want to have any kind of any semblance of uh, of attention right um I think in conjunction with the with the bodybuilder, <coughs> the bodybuilder, you know, physical physical strength, and understanding that physical strength manifests as mental strength, you 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 get somewhere, right? So like that's the other that's the part of uh, part three, and that's definitely um, explicitly mentioned in part three of the book, um, where he talks about like. You know the weak, the weak, uh, fragile, the f- weak, fragile bodies of like the t- the type of scientists and stuff that create these like mental paradigms of modernity, right? Um, you, it's only by the f- pursuit of physical strength that you can have like truly great ideas as well, right? So it's not like in the in in um historically the kind of men who have contributed to like the to like the, the canon the intellectual canon you know they were warriors first and it's you know after they cultivated physical strength and they've dominated physical the physical world that they were able to contribute intellectual ideas right and we've lost that in modernity right and it's it's frail meek bodied mere life that are influencing um you know influencing us on the on the intellectual level and you can tell from the nature of their ideas right so um that is the other appeal of like the bodybuilding type it's because bodybuilders are on the frontier of like physical exploration it's they are the physical embodiment of mint of that chemical liberation i spoke of right they're the ones you know prac like trying to revert their gut biome by um harvesting or like a by farming, you know, the correct, you know, biome, uh, but no, but the biological microorganisms in their stomach, they're the ones, you know, testing supplements and like, you know, and like drugs to make sure that their physicality is maxed out. It's, it's, they're, they're truly on the cutting edge of, of chemical liberation, right? So, you know, get in the gym. If you, if you, before I get to that, if you truly understand that there's no division between the mental, there's no duality of mind and body. If you understand that, that we live in a truly, in a monist space, 
and there's that we're that there's monism as in there's like one all everything is one entity when you truly understand that you understand that you can't you fundamentally cannot have strong powerful ideas without also cultivating a strong powerful body so get yourself in the fucking gym and stop and you know as much as I you I like to be online I'm online now get on the get in the gym make your body strong and subsequently your ideas will be strong and your strength the strength and power of your ideas is what's going to catapult you allow your ideas and your uh ex, not extent like you, the the exegesis of yourself to like exegesis whatever the fuck you know what I'm trying to say the allows your like your spiritual i guess self to carry to like meme throughout the internet to it's the imposition of your will it's only by being strong of body and subsequently strong of mind that you can have this libidinal energy this libidinal output this masculinity amidst the overarching matriarchal imposition of the iron prison um but yeah i think that i think that covers it um i hope that this episode came out uh as cogent as i anticipated i'm feeling a little bit nauseous today whatever it doesn't really fucking matter um like subscribe share tell all your friends um i'm gonna have a patreon coming out soon so that you guys can support i appreciate everyone who's been listening so far i've gotten a lot of positive feedback and i'm glad that you guys are listening but be sure to share be sure to like follow me on spotify on apple or whatever fucking podcast um platform you're using Follow me on Twitter. Follow follow the podcast on Twitter. Do everything you can to make sure everyone can get can kind of hear and I can cultivate a community. But anyway, appreciate you guys. Peace out. Yeah, I can't. Here's the, 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 here's